0: This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC.
1: The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255.
2: You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you and then say it, I just say it.
1: Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat Underscore dueling. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat.
3: Duels, that's us. The voice guy said it's time. You ready? Uh,
4: Ready as I can be. Yeah.
3: You're looking very gator y today.
4: Coincidence. Okay. You know, it is orange and blue. It is. I can do that now, but.
3: Yeah. So you never, ever wore. No. Like by mistake, a gator shirt?
4: No, I I wore things by mistake that were, um, were anti-gator. Really? Like one time I wore a, a, a golf shirt from Omaha to the baseball press box. And I didn't realize it had a little, um, like a chief on it. You know, like it was a. Course it was named after a, some chief out there. But they were playing FSU that night. And of course Jeremy Foley goes, Huh, so FSU fan, huh? Yeah. Hi, hi, I, I pods. That's what you're gonna be. And then one day I wore a purple, beautiful uh master shirt out to the, the field and as I as I walked down to interview the coach from the other team he goes, Eh, LSU guy, huh? It was Bert, that's what he was Skip Bertman, yeah. yeah. So yes, I've done things that were not accidentally, but no, I I totally until when I was working for a newspaper, I would not wear anything orange and blue. I didn't want anybody to think I was un unbi- or biased. I was totally unbiased. I didn't care who won. But you did in uh, Swamp Kings.
3: You were you were biased. What do you
4: mean? I was wearing a. Peach balls. Yeah, you were talking about the Gators. Well, I wouldn't, no, I wasn't talking positively about them all the time.
3: That's a difference. <laughs> that is true. All
4: right. Well, if you want to talk
3: positive, negative, neutral, Jose is here to answer your calls today. He has uh, been called in from the bench, and he is ready to sub in for a uh, a wounded warrior. Pat's killed them all off over the last few weeks. So
4: I've been pretty good about that.
3: I've yeah. been uh, making things happen. Well, we will uh, get after it today. A lot of phone calls yesterday on our Titan MRI hotline. Of course, if you want to keep talking about the, uh, the boys that do wear the orange and blue for a living, then you are more than welcome to do so. I have not heard today, because I have been uh, running around like crazy, Okay, is Travis Kelsey out or not? Have they announced it? Because he was my first pick in the fantasy draft, so he better play tomorrow.
4: They have not announced okay. whether he's out or not. Thank you. I gained tomorrow night. My blood
3: pressure is already pretty high because I had yeah. some BS to deal with today. Shocking, including one individual that I just want to destroy from Earth.
4: I mean, I we'll talk about that off the air, yes. but I'm I, I can pretty much guess it. Um, but other than that, I'm good. No, it's good. I'm glad you're good. Did you uh, watch any tennis last night? Maybe. That was pretty sweet, huh? I came home and uh, from I went to the quarterback club and uh, uh, Savannah Bailey was very good. Very good presentation last night. And I got home and, and ca- I, ca- I went out. Hold on. Presentation? Like, does she have like a PowerPoint or something? No, but she was just her whole talk. I mean, it was really good. Okay. So it was just she, you know, it's like, you kind of wonder what people do, and she kind of explained it, and it was really good. Okay, um, and I think it's—I think people are—I uh, think University of Florida is in good hands with people like her. Yeah, she's great at talking. She's, um, she does a good job with it. Yeah, but um, so I, I uh, Karen says there's nothing on. She was watching something weird, and I go, she goes, there's nothing on TV, and so I said, well, it's got to be something on. And so after about five minutes, I go, turn it on on ESPN, <laughs> and she goes. Oh, is Ben Scheldt playing tonight? Yeah. So we, I watched a little bit of it. She watched a little bit of it. I got to be honest, too late for me to stay up that late because really? you, you don't know how late it's going to go. Yeah. You know when you when uh, he wins the first set, and I'm like, well, maybe I should gut it out. Now it's what nine thirty. Well, after he wins the first set, and I'm like, eh, he could go five sets. It gets over about now. Nah, I'm going to bed, so I went to bed. But I did get up. The first thing I did was check my phone and see how he did. And I was like, oh, my God, he won. So good for him. Yeah. No, it's been fun to watch and, and follow, certainly. And he,
3: I think, is now becoming the talk of American tennis. Absolutely. People talking about, hey, in the next 10 years, this could be the face of tennis and all these things. If I, I've, And, you know, we always, on the pregame show, try to get the – Mr. Two Bits for the game. So we'll get Fred Biondi on the pregame show Saturday. But when he was that last year, he came over and we got to interview him, Tate and I, and had a lot of fun. He was, he was awesome. So obviously, you know, I like him and have that relationship as should all Gator fans. But I wonder if people from afar, like, do they think he's a little arrogant or cocky with some of the stuff he does in the match or afterwards, how he like flexes and does all these things? like i I know it's he's twenty, it's
4: a good thing, but yeah,
3: yeah I wonder if other people uh are like, man, what, what's this cocky twenty year old doing
4: care. I don't care, he's a gator, that's all I care about. but yeah. he's twenty years old. I mean, when you're twenty, you're going to do things a little differently than you're going to do when you're twenty five twenty six but like you hitting a golf ball, Yes, well, that's not even in the same world. Think about this though three years this is say three years ago, go back to this point in in time, three years ago. You may have, but I would get, I would bet that ninety nine percent of Gator fans had no idea who Ben Shelton was. Agreed. And now he may be the most famous Gator other than Tebow and Jesse and guys like that, but I mean he's right up there with with all these guys. Yeah, he's got to win first. He's in the semifinals Semis. of the U.S. Open. I, I when's the last Gator that got to the semifinals of the U.S. Open? I mean, Merkling might have gotten there once, but I wouldn't say the most famous gator. No, I'm just saying he's in that argument, that discussion of being a famous athlete. Now, again, yeah. he's had to do that a lot. Correct. Over, you know, he's had yeah, to he do can that certainly at Wimbledon. Be that. But he is. Uh, I I would say this in the um, in the what I, what I like to call the around the horn world, which is where you just, you, you know, you're going to talk about all these different sports. Um, he's right up there. I mean, he's. I mean, he's doing some incredible things.
3: He is for sure. I'm right. proud of him. Yep, it's uh, it's been fun to watch. And uh, Brian's. It's in great the to see his dad. You know, yeah, sisters there, mom's there, and some uh, his previous match. One of the assistant coaches that's still I here at Florida it, was yeah. there, so he's got a lot of support. It is uh, awesome. All right, we got a lot of support. People chiming in and uh, wanting to get after it, so let's get started with uh, Phil kicking things off today. Hey, Phil.
5: Hey, thank you. Always great to hear you guys. Uh, uh, new, I've been reading the Gator forums, I don't, and I know it's a lot of the forums. Are...
4: What well, we're losing you, Phil? You're going in and out.
5: A lot of the uh, I, I'm new to the for, Gator forums. I've been reading them, and the they. Uh, A lot of them refer to Coach Napier as Mr. Slingblade. Can you tell me what that means?
4: I think it's just people trying to be mean, cruel. Um, He does have a little bit of a a draw and a little bit of slowness in the way he talks. Uh, But that's not uh, – I don't consider that a flaw in his personality. But that's what people are doing. Remember, people they remember on. they they just wanted to go on and on about McElwain's orange teeth, you know, and they want okay, So it yeah. it's not a it's not a good thing.
5: It's a bad thing.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, correct. It's you know it was a movie, and you know I think the the haircut might be a little bit of part of that too. But yeah, I, I haven't heard that once, so it's kind of kind of weird. I don't know if I'd ever say that. But Billy Bob Thornton, oh, I think, no. did it.
4: Well, it's the, Billy, the movie, right? So maybe that maybe maybe that's it too. I don't but think I, never, really know what it is. I okay. have n- never heard him talk and thought no
6: that that you know, that, anyway. that is anyway,
4: it. That's just it and, and don't forget there's a lot of people on those boards that aren't gator fans. Yep.
6: Okay, what did y'all
5: question, what did y'all think about the FSU game? What did y'all really summarize that yet?
4: They're
3: good. Uh, and I think we all thought they would be good because yeah. of the quarterback that came back. He he's what beat Florida last year. I don't think if they they had Devin Travis they win that game because of how dynamic he was.
4: They they've got a really good team and LSU kind of pooped the bed a little bit and, yeah. and kind of handed them some things. And then the second half, um, I mean, I, look, they're a really good team. We knew that one team was going to come out of that going we're playing for the national championship and one team was going to come out of it going we're done, you know. And and that's what happened. Now LSU's got to try to figure out what they're going to do. Right.
3: Alabama looks legit. I mean, the, the quarterback was pretty dynamic against a, you know, a crappy team. We'll see how he does this week. But, no, it does look like uh, – oh, but, but remember, LSU lost that game last year. It did. But it was different a lot last better. year. Yeah, it was
4: yeah. a lot closer. And, and then, you know, like this is why we thought LSU, I think, would win, or a lot of us did and why they were a favorite is because now they had a full year of Brian Kelly, they knew mm-hmm. what to expect. But of course, they also one of their best defensive linemen was out, uh ineligible, um they were without one of their running backs and but it's still you got you got to overcome that. I mean, they just they had a chance to win that game in the first half and didn't do it and then FSU turned it on the second half. Give them credit. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Yep, thank you, Phil. Appreciate that. That's how we
3: get started, ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back and get more of your phone calls next here on the tailgate.
1: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now
7: on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Hello, I'm Steve Russell. The Tampa Bay Rays wrap up a series with the Boston Red Sox tonight. You can hear the game live right here beginning at 6 p.m. In Gator sports, Gator Volleyball hosts the Gator Invitational starting tomorrow. Florida's first opponent will be Sacramento State. we will also have matches Friday and Saturday. Gator soccer is on the road for a couple of matches. The first one tomorrow, the Gators will be at Charlotte. And of course, Gator football begins its home schedule Saturday with McNeese. You can hear the game our live coverage Saturday beginning at 3.30 p.m. The NFL also starts tomorrow. The first game has Detroit and Kansas City. Interestingly, all the Florida teams start on the road. Jacksonville is at Indy. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Miami at the LA Chargers. All that on Sunday. That's a Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Steve Russell.
1: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50
8: AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jameel, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card. Whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck, we have it. Come on in, get yourself a box a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well mealypops.com that's another way you can interact with the store or you can just come into the shop we're located off 39th avenue by i-75 behind walgreens and Sunnys. stop on by we're open every wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday and you can check us out on our social media platforms instagram tiktok whatnot facebook twitter and youtube we'd love to see you come on out to the shop have some fun We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75, behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators!
3: Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly.
10: Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger, made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app.
3: Wow, this is a good debate.
10: Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra, limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me.
11: If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Meldon Law, we won't back down
3: emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable no one likes it when something unexpected happens and more often than not you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it but i want to tell you about a company that i've seen firsthand fix things and they were fantastic SurfPro pro of gainesville alachua county provides 24 7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators.
1: The WRUF radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the
12: home of the Florida
1: Gators.
12: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators.
13: Alright, we are back
4: here in the first hour of the show, the tailgate. And we will be live and in color tomorrow at the Swamp. Swamp that. We're going to be swamp, swamp dead kings dead. tomorrow. That's right. Swamp we, I should wear that. that I should wear the, uh, the shirt. They the swamp it. shirt. Yeah, would be good. I don't know. I, one of few Kelsey's that got it. it, and there's it, you know, good luck getting that back. So yeah, that may not happen. But if I if I can find it, if, if I can get it from her, I'll wear
3: it. I look good. All right. Yeah. So we'll be at the uh, Swamp Restaurant tomorrow for the show, and then on Friday we'll be uh, back at the UF Hilton, our uh, normal yeah game before day spot. We At always the, have a good time out. Uh, no name loud. And I know
4: we'll have a good time with the swamp. So Lounge it up. I don't think this is really work. Do I, we, in fact, if you don't want me to, yeah. to pay me out, that's fine. Right.
3: Cool. I'll pay you in beer. <laughs> That'll be the way uh, way to go. All right, okay. let's get uh, back to the phones. Boxing Jim joins us next. Howdy, sir.
14: Hey, gentlemen. Uh, would you consider the Florida football team a, a young team or, who, who, yes. or what?
3: Yes. Young.
14: I, I do too. And uh, I thought uh, watching the game the other night, you know, they, uh, they had some costly penalties. is not unusual for a football player on the offense and a football player on the defense to have the same jersey, but certainly not in the game at the same time. Uh, was one of those an uh, offensive and defensive player? And they just, you know, I know sometimes they use an offensive player or on special teams or something, somebody's real fast, like, you know, and, and all, but. I don't know how in the world that happened to get yeah. One, like one that was before. offense,
3: one was defense, but they just um, you know they they called yeah. uh, safe safe punt coverage. So one guy stayed on the field that wasn't supposed to, and the other guy ran out on the field because he was supposed to. So just some miscommunication yeah. there on the personnel. Yeah.
14: And, and, and yeah, and uh, but uh, I, I believe they've had plenty of time to clean it up. But listen, I thought Graham Mercer done a pretty good job, and I, I, I do see four guys, uh, Burt and Douglas, and of, of course parasol and then that Odom. I, I thought they—they they are pretty good receivers. Now is Odom a tight end or? A,
4: a, tight end, yeah. yeah. Odom is, yep. Yeah. It's right. uh, Jason yeah. Odom's son.
14: <clears throat> yes, that's right. And I remember I, I go. I'm older than you, and uh, I go back to, to Ray Graves the last year. So I've been watching Gator football a long time, and I and uh, and and I really like. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You go back to Ray
4: Gray's last year, and that makes you older than me. I saw his third year, okay? That was the first game I went to.
14: Oh, now, you know, I'm older than you now. I guarantee you <laughs> I'm older than you now. <laughs> I'm just hey, saying. I been re- I, hey, I've been reading you the games of Sun a long time. Well,
4: I appreciate that.
3: Oh, no. I'm just saying I'm 68 years old, okay? I'm I've been just... reading your articles in the forum all my life.
14: Uh, Listen, I I remember when I was sixty eight. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm an old I'm an old Vietnam veteran, and I went to Vietnam in nineteen sixty seven. I was a twenty year old kid. Okay, so that I age myself.
4: Well, I feel I feel for you. That that was not easy. I know that. I I barely missed the draft. In fact, I was in the last draft class. Well. And but my uh-huh. number was like three thirty five, so I they were I wasn't going to get selected. But I, I, in theory, I guess I could have gone. And, but then they would have got me over there and go, how, "Hey, wait a minute, you can't see at night. That'll be perfect. We'll put you right out there."
14: <laughs> well, we have two really good running backs in Johnson and ATM. And uh, uh, what? How would you grade the offensive? Or what do you think? Going forward, the offensive line—how would they be?
15: Do you
3: think better? They'll get—they'll get more healthy. Uh, still, don't know if Aguakin's going to play this week, which you don't necessarily need to get him back for Tennessee. But they—they they struggled. They—they they had a center in there that kind of got pushed around. They had a right guard that wasn't too effective, and they had some penalties on the left side of the line. So they'll—they'll they'll eventually get better. There's some veterans there, at least guys that have you know been a part of stuff. <laughs> they just got to be more cohesive.
4: Play yeah, longer. They, I yep. mean they couldn't run the ball, and they obviously the penalties were huge. But um, they didn't
3: try to run the ball a ton. They, cause no, they the ran game situations. Those two
4: guys ran ten total times. Yep. But, um, you know, I, I, I they've got to get better at that area. We were worried about that going into the season. Don't forget, everybody goes well. They lost four of the five starters, and then the fifth starter wasn't yeah. wasn't able to play. And so, s- stunningly, their offensive line didn't play well. We shouldn't have been. Surprised by that is what I'm saying. Yep. All right, Boxing Jim, appreciate you.
14: Well, One, one, one more question. Compared to last year, how's our defense? Much better. Last year, yep. Much better. That's they uh, they only gave up Thank 270
3: yards, and 70 was on one play.
14: Enjoy the show. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate you.
4: Time. Yeah, and I hope this is a trend, yep. not a just an aberration, because their starting quarterback wasn't in the game, and they did – Quiet it down. uh, When they got the lead, the twenty-four-three lead, they didn't try to do as much. Although, if you remember, they did run that double pass, and it would have been a touchdown if if they that
3: double missed it.
4: Yeah. All right.
3: Let's get Zach to join us next. Hey, Zach. Zachary. Good afternoon,
5: fellas. Hey, I'm caller. Appreciate you taking my call. Um, I just want to reiterate kind of what uh, Shane said earlier today. I, I think we can all agree Tennessee is a huge game coming up, not mm-hmm. to look forward over McNeese, but I, I did like what he said there. I completely agree with that. But um, after seeing the walk from all the preseason talk, um, I, I think we can agree. I think FSU will will go to the college football playoff, there's no doubt. They have the players, the coaches, and they only play one other barely now ranked team, Clemson, coming up. Um, they showed they can play against LSU and uh, I think obviously Billy needs to make some improvements Uh, nobody could watch that Utah game Thursday and think different Um, he's got to change some things and I think he will Uh, one thing that I liked about our Florida Gators Thursday is we never quit we never quit against Utah Um, I think LSU quit against FSU when they were playing I think the defense was on the field a lot they were probably tired but I think you could see some quit in them but I think Florida never quit against Utah, and I like to see that. Um, nonetheless, I think uh, Mike Norvell is a perfect example of why you don't fire a coach before you see how year three plays out. Mm-hmm. Mike Norvell won three games his first year, five his second year, and ten his third year. And just for some some feedback here, Billy has coached 14 games at UF. Seven of those have come against top 20 opponents. Mike Norvell, he's coached – or he, he's played 10 – Top twenty teams in thirty four games at FSU, and prior to prior to LSU, of course. And then Mario down there at Miami, he's only played one top twenty team in fourteen games at Miami. So I think the bottom line is, in my opinion, is all rebuilds are not created equal. It took Dabo four years to win ten games. It took Mike uh, Gundy six years to win ten games, and it took Harbaugh seven years to win the Big Ten, and it took Kirby six years to win a national title. So. My opinion is we trust the process, be patient, and uh, go Gators, and I'll get off the air to hear your thoughts.
4: All right, good stuff, Zach. Thank you. I, I totally agree with everything you said there. Um, but the problem that Florida has is that they're, they brought in a coach and he won the SEC his first year, and then they brought in another coach and he won the national title his second year. So that's what they think. And then you look at Sonny Dykes and what he was able to do his first year. He's in the – National title game. So everybody looks at that. Uh, Brian Kelly is in the SEC title game. McIlwain was in the SEC title game his first year. So first two years. You expect that, and I think that's where the expectations kind of get out of whack. I don't think anybody was left with as big of a, a issue. Uh, and it, it's not just personnel as much as it is attitude and that he's had to clean all that up. It Look, if if in year three they are – they're not showing any improvement. I'm I'm leading the parade, man. I'm right up in the front front of it, saying I've got a. I know you hate to do this, but you're gonna have to find somebody yeah, else. Yeah,
3: but I don't even know if it's year three. Okay,
4: because the, of the let's schedule. Let's say they and go through three else. years and they haven't had a winning record. Well, then not yeah, you? You you
15: see I, a little bit of progress?
4: Then I'm saying, well, why are you not getting better? Yeah. And and again, I'm not going to overreact to the first game of the year, but. You know, they still are six and eight under him as a head coach.
3: Yeah. All right, more phone calls and PG joins us next. What's up, dude?
16: What's up, guys? How you doing? Awesome. So, I don't know, man. I I waited a little bit to call in. <laughs> I was just, you know, the thing for me is that we, I, he's definitely a process guy. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. But sometimes, and I'm not saying this about Billy. It's scary with process guys because you know it, it, you feel like the accountability's not there till it's over, till the bridge is already burned. Like it's kind of like kicking the can down the road, and it, it, you know, I not not necessarily looking for fire, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's scary. Guys only stay ten years. If you keep a coach for ten years when he's successful, Spurrier was here. What ten? Somebody, I mean, twelve. Yeah. You keep a what, what something like that but you know what I'm saying nowadays they don't stay 10 years 10 years and you're doing good so if it takes five and six years you know you better hope that lasts I mean it's just I don't know it just seems tough and I thought McIlwain when he left was as bad as when Mullen left he left some players here but that was that was a strange time you remember I mean it wasn't that long ago yeah I mean the death threats and uh, the weight room. You had guys working out at Numa speed because <laughs> they weren't getting trained properly, and, and like it was a mess in there. There was a lot of things. And you guys probably know more than I do.
4: Yeah, but I don't think he um, left as bad a situation, uh, you know, behind as as uh, as Mullen did. From from
3: entitled guys, yeah, and things like that.
16: Yeah. Well. I'm just saying it wasn't a good situation. No, not That's at what all. I'm saying, you know? And, and, um, hey, let me tell
4: you what. Nobody, the last guy to leave a good situation behind was Ronzo. That's the last guy that left a good situation behind.
3: Yeah, and and it's interesting because obviously you see now a sample size from some of the other guys that have used the portal and Norvell being one of them and how much that he improved that team But after a couple of years. And then certainly what Dion did, and you've got other coaches from across the country that said, hey, we're going to go out and – just use this as almost like free agency and and make ourselves better and and it's happened so then you sit here and wonder well why didn't the gators do that or why didn't they get more players so i don't know it'll be interesting
16: i kind of wondered that too but i thought they got some good ones in the portal the thing about fsu is people are saying oh they're they're the blueprint transfer you man they're top five recruiting right now so in high school they got a great class they're right behind florida Mm -hmm. so you know, they had to re- retool. Obviously, he had a three-win team there. I think he's a good play caller, too, and he has an eye for talent. He's had a great he's a offense great everywhere he's been, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he played the game. Um, but my th- I'm going to take it off the air on this, man. This is – I like Billy. Got to keep him. He runs a clean program. so you know, That's what I see. Um, the thing – how can it – if you're so attention to detail, though, that's what went wrong thursday yep. a lot of attention to detail and you've got pat i don't know you heard you say 65 staff members right you've got to get that you can't have procedural penalties at and i guess the timing was bad too you know looking back like when it happened those things but i mean what are all these guys doing
4: well one I mean, of them should be in know. charge of making sure two guys are on the same field <laughs> on the field with the same number i mean that that should be your only job if you can handle that you can make but i think it
3: i think it even surprised napier yeah because in in talking to him before the game he felt very confident about this group he he thought that they were ready he said he said i'd be surprised if we didn't play well as part of the conversation that i had with him so you know i I'm thinking, man, Florida's going to go out and destroy these guys. Especially then, you don't have a quarterback, you don't have the tight end that destroyed us last year, and all these things are going on. But yeah, it's, it's exactly what happened. So I, I think even he was shocked, um, and and certainly I don't know if guys were spooked. It was louder there than I think what people thought it might be. But then again, you should be used to that. It's fifty thousand compared to a hundred thousand at Tennessee, so. I I don't know. I just I I think
4: seventy five thousand in Lexington. It's going to be Tennessee is going to be a really
3: big, I guess, deal just to see if those guys have figured it out and see if all those coaches that you're talking about have straightened these guys out and what they've worked on.
16: And and you know he was real confident. I heard you say that yesterday. And um, but what if he's wrong? What if he? I mean, I'm not. Hopefully he's not. But what if he's misevaluating? I like my offensive line. They didn't look real good, and they're not young. So you know you've got Barber. He's a younger player, but most of those guys starting in the two deep are not young players. They might have a year or two left. I know they patchworked it here, um, like you, like you guys said. I think what no starters were, were playing there. So you know you had to replace a lot of guys. But I just hope he's not wrong. I hope he didn't misevaluate, and that was just a mulligan. You know what I mean? Yep. Of course. So yeah. Anyway, Tennessee's huge. Looking forward to it. Can't overlook this week. I don't know anything they can do this week that would really make most of Gator Nation happy. But just go out and have a fun day. Win the game. Nobody get hurt. And uh, get ready for Tennessee. Thank you, man.
4: Thanks, PG. Here's one one thing they could do. Not have two guys on the field with the same number. Let's start from there, okay? And then no offensive uh, false starts. Yeah,
3: a majority of the penalties were pre-snap. Yeah, and lining up wrong and, and doing what you're supposed to do, and that's certainly. Richey Caldwell's disease. Cuz, that's what we call them. Hey, cuz. Cuz. <laughs> he would come in. You know, I don't know if you remember, but remember he played baseball too. He did. So he would, yeah. Lopes would like, u- utilize him as a pinch runner, basically. Right. And you know, it's just I remember one time just sitting there in the dugout and. Lopes is like, you know, hey, hey, Riche, you know, if this guy gets on, I need you to be ready. You can be in the game. Like, you're going to be running for him. Riche just like sits there, no big deal. And then, like, Lopes kind of gets on him. It's like, man, he get on base, I'll be ready. Like, he, Lopes wanted him to like stretch and oh, yeah. get all these things. And then, of course, he doesn't do anything, gets in, steals second, steals third, scores on a <laughs> sack fly. And he comes in and says, see, I told you.
4: Yeah, he was a different guy, but yeah, the late Roche. Yeah, unfortunate.
3: All right, we got to get a break. We'll uh, come back. More of your fantastic phone calls next on the tailgate. If it's happening
1: with the Gator Nation, hear it here first: ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, W R U F.
3: We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC0430. Zero seven three. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed, and if you got anything just laying around in the drawer, or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that. you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry making people sparkle and smile for decades. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to crystal air and water is one you want to make.
1: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update
9: guys mostly sunny into the evening overnight, staying mostly clear. Areas of patchy fog possible along I-10 and near the St. Johns River. Low temperatures cooling off to the lower 70s and upper 60s. High pressure dominates again tomorrow. Lots of sunshine. Highs in the lower 90s. Turning more humid Friday into the weekend. Friday onward, we'll have an increasing chance for showers. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski.
1: The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan
9: Patrick. Yeah.
1: ACC decided they're bringing in Stanford, Cal, and SMU. This might be a situation where more is actually less for the ACC. Unless you love your Olympic sports, I wouldn't have as much use for Stanford and Cal. It does go back to this game of geography. That's what this is about. It's about geography. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app.
8: This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Pardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
3: That's the uh, Moody Blues. Pat a little moody today, so let's cheer him up. Tell him how great his haircut looks. If you're watching on Facebook Live, or you can come see him live at the Swamp Restaurant tomorrow or the uh, No Lame Lounge on Friday. If you want to compete against Pat Dooley. You
4: said No Lame
3: Lounge. No name. No name. If you want to compete against Pat Dooley in our uh, weekly Pick'em Contest, we're going to uh, get that fired up. All you got to do is send an email to the, or the, which one's better? The. The. The tailgate, W R U F, the tailgate, W R U F, at gmail.com. Say, I want in. I want to beat Pat. I want to kick his tushy. The tailgate, W R U F, at gmail.com. We'll have uh, weekly prizes, some really cool things throughout the year, and then uh, one big old grand prize when it's all said and done from our friends at Tri Eagle Distributing.
4: See how many of the top 15 colleges in the country you can name. And this is not just public.
3: Not just public? Not
4: just public. This is everything.
3: Are the Gators in there?
4: In the top 15, yes.
3: Okay, sweet. Uh, Harvard?
4: uh Harvard would be number six m i t that'd be two
3: um, northwestern uh
4: no not a, not a no no
3: is this for like smart people this is for
4: colleges i don't know i mean i don't know how you rank colleges duke no duke is sixteen actually
3: okay I don't know. This is boring. People, all right, probably.
4: Princeton one, MIT two, Yale three, Stanford four, which is why they are in now in the ACC. Columbia five, Harvard six, Penn seven.
3: So all the normal smart people. Schools.
4: Amherst, Claremont, McKenna College. I, I could, if you can tell me where that is. McKenna College. Claremont McKenna College.
3: It's in uh, Claremont, Florida. <laughs>
4: Babson College, Babson College, Swarthmore, Georgetown, Vanderbilt, and Lehigh. And then the Gators. But they're the number one public. How about that? That just came out. The number one public university in the whole country.
3: Pretty cool. Pretty darn cool. All right, and
4: that's back where to my them. degree is from. It makes my degree that much more Heck powerful. It does.
3: That it does. Don joins us next. Hey, Don.
16: Hey
0: guys, I was just curious when I was watching the Gator game. Did didn't last year? Didn't they have two offensive? Or sorry, didn't they have two offensive line coaches? Do they still have two, or was that? Yeah, think
3: Still do. Um, so, that, so that's why they don't have a special teams coach on staff, like at least like you know one of the normal. But systems. he's
4: making. Yeah, he's the money he would make if he was. A, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: and no offensive coordinator, right?
4: Uh.
3: It's it's well they do. Rob Sales, is the offensive coordinator, but Billy calls okay. the plays.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just I was just wondering about that with two offensive line coaches. How did that affect the pre-snap penalties? I mean, you would think with two, that might be
4: lowered. I mean, that's a good point. Make yeah, I don't I don't know the answer to that.
3: Yeah, I think the the one was when they were trying to hurry, and I think you know, the sequence was a little weird. They were right there in front of the student section. They were yelling and screaming. So I'm sure that was a part of it. Um, you know, it's, and it's guys the furthest away from the quarterback. they are the ones that are jumping. So I just, I just think that they're going to have to do a better job and, and maybe they didn't expect it to be that loud. So they probably knowing that they had three home games after that didn't work as much on a silent count or prepare a certain way. And again, it's those first time hearing the cadence from Mertz in a real game it's a lot of different guys that were brought in this year that aren't used to working together. So, I you know I, I think there was some some at least excuses for the uh, the stuff. But if you talk to Billy Napier and I, and I think we all probably feel the same way that there shouldn't be an excuse because it is game one and you had all this time to get them ready and you know you're, you're so attention to detail and all that other stuff. But I can guarantee you that Napier's well aware of it. All those coaches are and they'll they'll get it fixed.
0: Cool. yeah thanks i was just
3: curious thanks, yeah guys. thanks don appreciate you all right since what oh i was gonna take the cattleman but jose was jose was flirting with him okay now we got him on the air hey were, were you uh were you trying to smooth uh, jose there mikey
11: hey guys it's great to be on the vols gators tailgate show that's right uh, I thought y'all were file 13 in me here for a second or something. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> hey, I think that might have happened yesterday. Hey, guys, um, refreshment. Who's Tennessee and Florida playing this week?
3: Florida's got McNeese. I don't know I'm who Tennessee you. has.
11: I don't either. I think it might be Austin P. Hey, guys, got a couple of knickknacks for you and a little red meat. Maybe a uh, thought about SEC football for y'all real quick. Hey guys, y'all talk to a lot of listen to the same stuff I do. I'm sure you do, Pat. I'm starting to hear that the um, changes in, I don't even call it college football anymore. I call it pre pro or semi pro football have caught up with Dabo. Have y'all heard anything about that? They
3: for sure have. He, he hasn't adapted to it all and, and
11: hasn't changed
3: yeah, anything. Under it's, the, it's his way and it's the same way that it doesn't
4: believe in the portal. And yeah, so it's,
11: yeah, it's yeah. and under the old system, he could pay T. Higgins millions of dollars and what other teams wouldn't, and now everybody can pay dudes whatever they want.
3: Yep, and he could get Trevor Lawrence and he could get Deshaun Watson.
11: Yeah, it's, it's kind of makes a little more sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If uh, if everybody can, can wildly spend on players if they want to... And the portal, and, and he, like y'all just said, he's made a big huff and puff about not using the portal. Kind of kind of makes a little more sense why maybe the pack's caught up with Dabo, doesn't it?
3: Certainly, yep.
11: Hey, second thing, guys, I found this interesting on another show I listened to y'all or uh, two about. I thought I'd pass the word. I'm starting to hear old Eli Manning might be a bust. What about them apples? Uh, you mean Arch, Arch, Manning? Arch Manning? Yeah, yeah, Arch Manning. Arch Ar- Manning.
3: I mean, they got Quinn Ewers as... Is- one of the yeah. best quarterbacks in the country it was it was weird that he went there
4: I have heard a little bit about how uh, and again when you're playing at the, that level of football and he's playing against a bunch of uh, private school teams and everything that that maybe he wasn't as good as people were making him out to be but I don't know I mean I've never seen him pl- throw a pass so I'll wait until uh, Quinn Ewers goes pro and then we'll see if they, he, he can win that
11: job yeah, is he third or fourth team? Well, I've, I've heard he's running third or fourth string. I in think Texas, he's third. He? Yeah, well, I, I, I think the, the whole I,
4: plan was that they were never not going to play him this year anyway. I mean, that was never. I mean, the whole plan was redshirt the first year, then come come in the second. Yeah, they year.
3: they put in a second quarterback, and it wasn't him.
4: Yeah,
11: yeah, yeah. I heard he might be running fourth team in Texas for whatever that's worth.
3: That's all right. He's got a lot of money.
11: Yeah, <laughs> he already signed a million dollar NIL deal, didn't he? He did. I guess that's uh, semi-pro football in 2023. All right, guys, a little uh, red meat for y'all and a question about or a thought about SEC football. Here's your red meat, guys. Who's more overrated as a quarterback nationally? I, who's playing – The uh, Colorado is apparently pretty good. Is that Deion Sun? It is. Okay. So who's the most overrated quarterback in America, guys, Jaden Daniels or Joe Milton? Uh,
4: I don't know. I mean, I, I've only seen – you know, Joe Milton play one meaningful game. And just yeah, and I mean, still, yeah, don't, I I don't he, he I don't was, know how good
3: he is. He was good man. at the end of last year, but I mean, well,
4: one game, yeah.
11: Well, that was my red meat, guys. I thought y'all laugh that up like a starving dog down at the humane. No, society. I mean, I
3: I, I, I still I, think so, Jane
4: Daniels is really good. I, used I think he had a. He,
3: I don't. I don't think Joe Milton's very good, but he he overthrows everybody. So
4: you're basically saying neither one of them's any
3: good. I would say Milton's more of the overrated one then.
11: Well, Wasn't Jane Daniels? I disagree with you, Jeff. Wasn't Jane Daniels like running second or third in early Heisman projections?
3: Yeah, I mean everybody picked him be the best quarterback in the SEC.
11: I'm starting to hear Scuttlebutt coming out of uh, Baton Rouge that Nussmeyer is going to uh, eventually get the job.
3: That'd be cool. I-, I coached him
11: when he was little, so oh wow, It'd be fun, That'd be interesting. I-, I miss that. Hey, uh, last thing for you guys. I'll it's amazing southern... how you
4: have all these connections that you hear all this stuff.
11: <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of interesting I think you just listen to
4: too much talk radio.
11: There you go. Hey, um, guys, last thing for you. Let's talk about life in the SEC and Southern college football. Um, I think about – I've seen a lot of bad football in my neck of the woods, guys, and I think back to 2008 and 2009 Was where Alabama and Florida both – in the the those championship games those two years yes. well, well I remember the yes no, those two those two years that was Alabama and Florida both years right
15: yes yeah,
11: yeah and Tennessee sucked at the time that was the end of Fulmer and um, you know the, one of the crazy things about it guys when when your team's wandering in the wilderness as all teams do all teams even Alabama take a decade or half decade off usually when you're wandering in the wilderness the most hated rivals are winning big that's usually how it goes isn't it. Usually is. I mean, let's let's look at this real quick. Um, so, like I said, t- Tennessee plays Florida and Alabama every year. Two biggest rivals, pretty much. Florida's biggest rivals are what? Florida State and Georgia. Tennessee, right in there too. LSU. And while Florida, while, while Florida is trying to figure it out, you got uh, right now you got what Georgia, Florida State, and Tennessee all in the top ten.
4: Well, and that's that's part of the problem is when when you got it going bad, people are able to recruit against you, and and so they get better, and then. Then eventually you can recruit against them because they they start to go bad. So
11: yeah, it's all a roller coaster. But you know that you know you got it a lot of great sayings, Pat. I'll leave you guys with this, and I think you might have heard it before. Somebody's got to go six and six and go to the Alabama Birmingham go, but well, everybody can't win ten games, can they?
3: They cannot. It would be impossible. <laughs> I think there's
4: fifty six SEC games. I mean, there's gonna be fifty six teams that lose games wow. in the SEC. It's a lot. And that's going to be ne- every year. No, it won't be that next year. Next year it'll be going to add what? Twelve more. Twelve more. So it'll be sixty or yeah, sixty-eight games in the SEC. <coughs> sixty-eight losers.
3: All right, Pat's all <laughs> choked up, so we again. need to uh, get a break and uh, get him some mouth to mouth. Jose will do that when we come back on the tailgate. <laughs>
1: Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM
7: WRUF. Hello, I'm Steve Russell. Florida's released its women's basketball SEC schedule for the upcoming season. The Gators 10-4 at home last year. Their SEC opener is against a really good team in South Carolina. That'll be on January the 4th. Elsewhere in Gator Sports, Gator Volleyball hosts Sacramento State tomorrow, part of the Gator Invitational, and Gator Soccer on the road tomorrow. They'll be at Charlotte. And Gator Football opens its home season with McNeese State Saturday. You can hear live coverage right here at 3.30. Tampa Bay Rays finish up a series with the Boston Red Sox tonight. You can hear that game live, too. That's beginning at 6 o'clock. The NFL starts tomorrow. Detroit and Kansas City is the opening matchup. Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and Miami open Sunday, all on the road. That's at Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Steve Russell.
1: ESPN, ninety-eight FM,
3: eight fifty AM, WRUF. Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at TheAutoER.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going
2: to. International Diamond Center's biggest ever designer bridal event featuring the entire collections from the nation's top two designers is this weekend to Corey and Viraggio are together on the IDC stage Friday through Sunday. See hundreds of new spectacular rings and get 36 months zero interest financing. See the entire collection from Takori. Exquisite handcrafted rings from true artisans in California. And here from New York, see all the latest from Viraggio. Unique, distinctive, and personalized. Find the ring of your dreams and enjoy three years zero interest financing. Plus, at this event, when you buy any Takori or Viraggio ring, IDC will give you a $500 gift card. Buy the matching wedding band and get a $1,000 gift card. Don't miss this remarkable opportunity to see and compare the world's top two ring designers side by side. And let IDC's experts help you match up the most perfect diamond for the ring you fall in love with. Don't miss this unprecedented event. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Here's the kickoff. And this game is underway. Can't make it
12: to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, KEF and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net.
16: This is Upperhand Fantasy. What about J.K. Dobbins? I think he's going to be the breakout running back of 2023. I love the fact that he's a year removed from a bad injury. I love his price at the 4-5 turn. I'm happy with him as my RB2, but I do think he has RB1 upside, man. I think he is a dark horse candidate to lead the league in rushing. I think he has a talent. He has a great offensive line. He's averaging 5.9 yards per carry so far over his career.
3: Upper hand fantasy. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your
1: podcast. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 981FM, 850 a.m., WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 981FM, 850 a.m., WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All
3: right, running out of time here in the first hour. Let's uh, sneak Adam in here to wrap things up. Hey, Adam, welcome.
13: Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh,
6: Pat, I I spoke with you, I think it was on Friday, um, about this game a little bit. I told you I don't really want to have too big of an opinion. Uh, without watching a little film, watching the game again, it hurt my stomach, man, to watch that game again. But it took me like two or three times, but I watched it all the way through. Um, You're a so better man than me. I had to do. I had. I had to do it because I, I, I can't come on here and be uh, credible without saying, you know, because I got things to say right here. Um, look, outside of, uh, let me ask you this question, Pat Jeff, which would you rather have, a Towson State? Tennessee State Martin or a, a JV NFL team on the road in Salt Lake City for your first game out of conference, mind you, out of conference, consider that game, what, which would you rather have?
4: I think if you knew that you were going to have a brand new starting offensive line and a new quarterback and a lot of the new things that Florida had, you'd rather play Towson State to open the season. Now, is are you going to learn a lot from that game? No, but you're allowed, at least going to be able to work through some things, yeah, start to get and, them comfortable, and, yeah, work together, get more comfortable. However, you, when, when that game was scheduled, Florida had no idea what they were going to have. Um, they didn't even, they didn't even know their coach was going to be Billy Napier when they scheduled that game.
6: Right. Exactly. Well, that, that's, that's, that's irrelevant kind of, cause like you said, nobody knew, but, um, you know, in my opinion, I'd rather have a top-20 team in the nation to go back up against. And it displayed, you know, the, 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 the problems that need to be fixed. The two number threes on the field, that's easily fixed, right? And I got news for Gator Nation. Look, Whittingham is an incredible coach. He's been there 18 years. He employs some tactics that I saw in film review that didn't have big number 76 jumping like everybody thinks they were. They were doing shifts and swaps in those situations where it was third and one and fourth and ones to get our line to jump. And, yes, they're new guys working together. And guess what? It worked. But nobody sees that when you're watching the game outright. you got to go back into film review. So I'm not making excuses for whatever. I'm just saying. This team was very talented, regardless of the starters they were missing. Hell, they, they got 26-year-old players on the team, you know, in a very, you know, th- their coaching staff is is set in stone. So this team's going to be okay. We're going to fix those things. Um, Billy needs to – it, it look, the offensive scheme is good. I hear the offensive coordinator hype. Bring in an offensive coordinator. Let's fix the fixables first. Let's get the special teams right. I think the most important thing is that right there. Billy's scheme is good. All right, we're 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 pushing the ball down the field. Graham Mertz is good. Our defense is much better. And I'm letting every Tennessee fan out there know, and I'll close with this, I know all y'all were holding on to your peanuts in the third quarter. If Ricky Pearsall catches that catch where uh, it was just a little bit short and goes for a touchdown, they know. That's all it takes for Florida, man. We just got a couple things. We're going to get it right. In Tennessee, I'm putting you on notice, baby. Gators are coming. Go Gators.
3: <sighs> all right, Adam. Thank you. All right, with that, we uh, hit the top of the hour. We'll be back with a whole nother one here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville. U251CG.
1: Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM.
12: WRUF you spoke we listened you wanted the easiest car buying experience ever so we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership work kids soccer practice grocery runs jury duty really that again gatorland toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list with express shopping you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home Come experience how ghettos has got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever.
2: Is joint pain, soreness, and achiness getting in the way of your best life? Football legend Emmett Smith refuses to back down to pain. That's why he's a huge advocate for QC Kinetics and their natural approach to getting you relief.
12: Look, we get one trip around so I wouldn't ever let pain stop me from hanging out with my race team, traveling with my family, or golfing with my friends.
2: Emmett's got it right, and QC Kinetics uses regenerative medicine to relieve that never-ending pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back. And the best news, there's nothing foreign being introduced into your body, just your own body's natural healing properties. No surgery or no downtime. If pain's holding you back, maybe it's tennis, pickleball, running, hiking, or spending
12: time with special people in your life, What are you waiting for? This is precious time. Get out there and get over to QC Kinetics.
0: Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550.
10: I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Kerry himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me.
11: If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Meldon Law, we won't back down.
3: star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself
0: this program is paid for by talking reds llc
1: The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255.
2: You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you and then say it, I just say it.
1: Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore dueling. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat.
4: Alright, welcome in. Second hour of the show. Again tomorrow we will be at the Swamp Restaurant. Look forward to that. I know they've got uh, some great specials waiting for us there. And then Friday we'll be at the Hilton, the two, Mr. No, it's called the uh, no, no Name, Name lounge. lounge. Yeah. used to be Mr. Lounge. Now it's a No Name Lounge. We love it out there too. So we're going to have a great weekend.
3: Do you think people know why it's called the No Name Lounge?
4: I I think I do, but... What, are you asking me do to, it to to tell you why it's called the? name? Well, I I know I just okay I think I, I don't know I, most people don't probably.
3: Think of what the Gators have not had for a few years. Defense. <laughs> and that's why they, they uh, they've they had
4: no Manny Fernandez on that team. Yes, very sure. Guy who was not that great a player but played great. That's what Florida needs: more guys who aren't great players but play great. You mm-hmm. know, and and that's what they. again, I think their defense played okay in this game. Yeah, they were fine. but uh, They just, you know, again, I will say this. Yeah, the defense did play better, and I I did like a lot of the things I saw off the defense. There were some things I liked about Graham. None of that means it's going to be that way in two weeks because, don't forget, after the first game, we were convinced Anthony Richardson was going to win the Heisman. Then he turned into a, you know, disaster the next week. So you just don't know week to week. Every game's its own game. Remember that. It's my philosophy. It's one of my uh, Ten Commandments I live by.
3: Every game is its own Every game. Every
4: game is its own game. Yep. Nobody suffers winning like Gator fans. That's another one. That will never go away. People nope. get mad when I say it, but it's true.
3: <laughs> it is true. All right. True that the uh, phone lines have been uh, lit up a lot today, and uh, we'll continue with those phone calls next as David joins us.
13: David, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Appreciate you taking my call. Sure thing. Um, Yeah, Pat, you had mentioned something uh, about, you know, none of the situations were good when the coaches took over in the last, you know, three or four coaches. Um, I mean, you know, Spurrier, I think, obviously, he took over a team that was fairly talented, wasn't that?
4: Oh, tremendous, yeah. Great defense. He's the first guy that will tell you that Galen Hall recruited all those players, and he appreciated it. So, Spurrier did, and then and then uh, Urban did. Urban, uh, yeah, 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 Urban did.
13: And I, I you know, I think um, I think uh, especially well, probably primarily defensively, uh, McElwain took over a, a pretty talented team uh, from on the defensive side. Of
4: yeah, I mean, he only had three offensive linemen on the roster. And that that was the <laughs> where they were yeah. really hurting. Remember, remember, they had to go get Mason a halter who couldn't play a lick. And to to be right. a starter on the offensive line out of out of what was he from Dartmouth or something? No, it was uh, wasn't James Madison. It was somewhere I can't remember. I'll look that up. But anyway, that's where I mean they 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 had nothing going offensively. Now what he did have was Will Greer, who he inherited, yeah. but he only got him for six right. games. So um, you know that that was a whole other story.
13: Yeah. And uh, so I, I would say, out of all of them, uh, when you say Napier, probably took over the, the the worst team as far as talent goes. Um,
4: I don't know. I I you can make an argument that. Um... That Mullen did because they had already. But McElween was a. Actually, McElween was a pretty good recruiter. Yeah, they had some good classes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah,
13: I agree. I, I mean, I, I thought, um, you know, the team that, that Mullen took over, yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. yeah it wasn't David, just,
3: if you're judging it by classes and rankings and all that stuff, then yes, Napier yeah. has taken over the worst.
13: Yes, and, I, and
15: not yeah, only that,
10: I
4: mean, but Napier, a, Napier took over a program where the coach didn't recruit. Try to
15: recruit.
13: That's what I mean,
4: and that's yeah. that's where it put them <laughs> yeah, in a right. hole.
13: Not to mention a bad culture situation. So yeah, I just think there's there's something floating around on social media that bothered me about you know the 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 eight losses and the, how many wins each coach had and all that. So I I think uh, in defense of Napier, he took over a, a much worse situation than than any of the other guys did. But um, and my other thing is is as far as um, Norvell goes, do you think uh, when he was going 5-7 and seven in his second season, that you think the fans were complaining about the play calling at all? Sure.
15: Yeah.
4: But, they, but the thing so is, that's... they stuck with him. They they knew that they couldn't keep doing what uh, some schools have done, which is you keep shuffling through coaches, you're never going to get better. Uh, you've got to stick with the guy, and uh, they stuck with him. So it worked out.
13: Yeah, and he and he's still calling plays, and they going to be doing okay. So yeah. I, I think it's just again, you know, it's just pointing out the the obvious to me that you know we got to give gotta give Napier time. So that's all I got. Appreciate I it. All right, David. I, thank I, you.
4: I totally. I think. I think most Florida fans agree with you on that. That um, that. You have to show some patience. You have to give him some time, and eventually you're going to get over that Utah loss and how stupidly they played at times. But at the same time, there's a lot of us that are we're going to do, after this season we're going to go well. This is going one way or the other, and right now it it didn't go in the right direction. I mean, it wasn't just that they lost. So if they lost that game, thirty-one thirty. 30, and you would go, man, okay, they're going to be okay, though. Mm -hmm. But because they got in that 24-3 hole, everybody's like, well, this game's over. We're not even going to watch the rest of it. I know a lot of people turned it off, and they were upset. So I think that's where people are down because it felt like much of the same problems that they had last year. And it's got to get better. That part has got to get better right away. I'm not saying they have to win all these games. I'm not I'm not going to say they got to beat Georgia, they got to beat I'm just saying they've got to get better at the little things, the detailed things that you were talking about earlier, Jeff. They got to get better at those things. 15, 14 games in, they're they, they're continue to be poor at at things that he stresses. And that's where your concern is. So, let's see how they do over the next uh two two months. Let's put it that way. By the end, by the by, the time they get to the Georgia game, if they're not getting any better, then you know that's that's not a good sign. If they're not, if they're still making stupid mistakes, still doing having, because remember, if you remember the early part of last year, they they weren't first five games of last year, their their penalty issue was not a, a factor at all. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it went right off the rails, and and we were like, wait, I thought you guys weren't supposed to do this kind of stuff. I thought this was going to go away, and now it just feels like it's carried right over to the next year.
3: I'm trying to go back now and, and look it up. The Gators had at least 30 points in seven games. Most they scored last year was 52. That was the uh, Eastern Washington game. After that was a pretty good offense for, for Tennessee game. They put up that 41 at A&M. That was probably the best offensive day of the year everything was clicking Richardson was on and they were doing a lot of really good things but they couldn't tackle but remember they put up 38 the next week after that so that's that's where it was weird because you had that great A&M game you destroy South Carolina and then you went to Vandy and lost
4: yeah you lost and yeah you got in a hole right away and couldn't never climb out of it and but again don't forget defense was bad. They gave up thirty one. We're sitting here on a at a program that's lost four in a row. And that's not good. I mean, that's you know, I, I mentioned earlier that the uh Florida over the last uh twenty five games is what, I what did I say, seven and eighteen and against power five teams? That's that's not good. I mean, it's got to turn at some point, and it hasn't turned yet. You hoped it would turn last year, but you understood. And you said, hey, next year it'll start to turn. and If it doesn't turn this year, I don't know how it's going to turn next year when you're facing uh, a schedule with 11 Power 5 teams on it. That's going to be rough. So uh, it's got to start – the ship has got to start veering in the right direction. You know what I mean? Right now, it's still going the same pattern path that was going on last year.
3: Yeah, but I, I think you also look at who played. I think there was either 14 or 15 true freshmen that played in the game. You had – he's got what, 13 transfers, eight, eight or nine of them played. So, 14, let's just say it's 15, so the math is easier. 20, roughly 23 to 25 new people played trying to learn what Napier's trying to do. But then the next phone call is going to be, well, Jeff Dion had 84 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and new 83, I think and, it was, yeah. New players. <laughs> all these other things. So I I, I get it. I, I understand. But I think if we're just talking about Florida specifically, you just have to hope that... And, and some of them, I think, maybe the, the surprise was, like, as good as we're going to see Trey Wilson be, he... It's it's almost like the stage was too big for him on those punt returns. Like, yeah, you know not to catch the ball inside the ten yard line. So why are you running not, backwards and catching running, one yeah, over your shoulder and doing shoulder, all that? Yeah. So I don't know if those guys got spooked and then uh, maybe okay, we're good, we're ready. I like think there was a little bit of that.
4: trying to do too much, trying to get my team back into it. And and you'd love that when guys feel that way that they feel like they've got to do something, they've got to. But you there's. You've got to understand as a player there's only so the coaches only want you to do certain things they don't want you to do catch a ball over your shoulder at the five yard line uh that's never a good idea Mm-mm. and you've got to uh not do that so you've got to uh you got to figure out what like if the coaches are telling you the things to do and you're not doing them then you're going to have a hard time getting on the on the field so uh we'll see how it goes uh going forward, but there's no doubt that there was a a large number of mistakes that they made in that game. They made enough mistakes for an entire season. And especially on special teams. Mm-hmm. Totally uh and, ab- yeah, abysmal.
3: And obviously the mistakes cost them points. I mean, you should yeah. have easily had the or you think you're gonna get a touchdown when you're inside the ten and it's third and one and you're going up and then the get pushed back and then you miss the chip shot field goal. And
4: you get the first down, and it, you have a legal formation. That was a drive that probably would have scored. Yeah, you know, I mean, they just, were deep in territory. You could easily come up with a situation where Florida doesn't make the mistakes it made. Yeah, win it game. wins the game, and and maybe wins comfortably. Sure, but they, you, if you make those mistakes, it doesn't matter. I mean, you got to execute. That's what, uh, or as the great um, John McKay once said when Tom McEwen asked him. How'd you feel about your team's execution? I'm in favor of it. <laughs> That's the way I think a lot of Gator fans felt that night.
3: That it is. All right. If you feel like calling, you can. 392 8255. We'll take a break and we will come back with more of your phone calls here on the tailgate.
1: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
7: Hello, I'm Steve Russell. The Tampa Bay Rays wrap up a series with the Boston Red Sox tonight. You can hear the game live right here beginning at 6 p.m. In Gator sports, Gator Volleyball hosts the Gator Invitational starting tomorrow. Florida's first opponent will be Sacramento State. we will also have matches Friday and Saturday. Gator soccer is on the road for a couple of matches. The first one tomorrow, the Gators will be at Charlotte. And, of course, Gator football begins its home schedule Saturday with McNeese. You can hear the game, our live coverage, Saturday beginning at 3.30 p.m. The NFL also starts tomorrow. The first game has Detroit and Kansas City. Interestingly, all the Florida teams start on the road. Jacksonville is at Indy, Tampa Bay at Minnesota, Miami at the L.A. Chargers, all that on Sunday. That's the Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Steve Russell. ESPN 98.1 FM,
3: 850 AM WRUF.
7: Hey y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh no, not only salsa do. No. We're constantly telling
3: you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you've got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash... We'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades.
10: I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Kerry himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me.
11: If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Meldon Law, we won't back down.
3: Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things and they were fantastic. Pro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24 7 emergency water restoration and dryout, fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, And that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around, because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. Sports with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850
1: AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Gardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
3: Heard they were making a uh, wow. Beastie Boys channel on the uh, series.
13: Yeah. Uh, I will
4: probably not listen to it a lot. The 105. I'll pass on like that. Like our
3: our old station, 105. The Game. Remember that?
4: I do remember very well. Yes. 105. All right. Well, um, yeah, I've gotten a little bit um, a little bit bogged down. Watch listening to the same three shows over and over again. I got to get out of that. I, I go Conan um, uh, uh, College Football Station and then Howard and back. And back. i got to get back and listen to more music. I'm right well, away from it. We
3: like that you're listening to our show and uh, a lot of people wanting to call. Let's get right back to it and get uh, Ice Cream mm-hmm. Joe to join us. Ice Cream will be sweet right now. What's up, Joe?
17: Hey, how you doing there? appreciate you taking the call. Sure thing. Oh, hang on just a minute. Let me take my mask off.
3: Hang on. Hey, is that better? Much better.
17: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, just had uh, wanted to get y'all's prediction on the upcoming game. Is uh, uh, McNeese, is, uh, what are y'all thinking, big blowout? Or are, I'm worried about like a 34 to like 17 type game no, where it, we it, don't really It, it should
15: out. be
3: a, a big blowout. They, I mean, they only threw for 180 yards or something last week, rushed for just over 100 they weren't very good yeah. against Tarleton, who threw for like 350 on them. So sure, sure. it should be uh, sure. one of those where the the running game gets back. They they do that a bunch, and I mean, you're hoping the Gators yeah. can put up 50.
17: That you know, that's my that's my bellwether right there. Is I'm looking for 50, and if we can't get 50 on this crew, I'm worried. You know, is I really think we need to get into that number and you look at kind of what our rivals are doing you know i mean against different levels of competition but you look at what our rivals are doing and they're easily handling you know or hanging 35 plus you know on teams so i kind of concerned about that but
4: yeah but you can't worry about like, that it it's every every game's its own okay. game and every every game is different and uh i mean you you certainly want to have a feel good game saturday you want them to go yeah. out there and play well, and and it's you know Urban Meyer used to call them stack games. Uh, this team's mm-hmm. not good enough to play stack games. They need to play. No, yeah, they need to play the, at the best of their ability, and um, we'll see. Yeah. I'm curious to see how this team plays. Whether they come out and just throttle it, you know, up and and you know, up thirty eight nothing at halftime, or or do they struggle? That's if they true. struggle, then we know where the, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're in, in trouble. trouble. Yeah, you are absolutely. <laughs> we're right. in
0: trouble.
17: Is uh, you yeah, know, and more importantly, you know, than the stats and the scores is yeah, I'd be happy with fifty, but I would really be probably happier if we could do thirty-five plus, but play efficient and clean, you know, and play, you know, don't make the mistakes and just play good, sound, you know, fundamental football, you know. And no well, I, I think or, in
4: the end, all you are looking for is play by play. So this yeah, play, yeah. let's see how they do on this play. And how they mm-hmm. do and if they if they don't make a mistake and they gain five yards, okay. That's you know, instead of taking it as a big picture, I would mm-hmm. I would look at this game and just go, how many how many good play, how many positive plays do they have versus negative plays? And the bottom line is that's what killed them against Utah was the number of negative plays. If they can get yeah. rid of most of those, I mean you're gonna have one or two or three but you can't have fifteen. Yeah, they never
3: were. really had any no. third and shorts except for before the penalties, and yeah. then they brought them back. So exactly. they they could have made it much easier on themselves. Yeah,
17: and, and critical times, the red zone, that sort of thing too, is. Uh, but gearing up going into Tennessee is. Uh, what do you What are you guys thinking as far as Tennessee? From what you saw from Tennessee this week, is do you think we can? you know, get it shored up and give them a
3: game? Or are y'all worried about a blowout? No, I, I think they can easily shore it up and do that. I, being at home will be different. Remember, Tennessee hadn't won here in 20 years. I mean,
4: <laughs> you and, you and think about, it,
3: about it. There's been a, a lot of not-so-good Gator teams I, in that space. I think
4: the team yeah. they had last year is better than the team they had this year. And um, I'm not saying Florida is yeah. necessarily better, but I, I think mm-hmm. the bottom line is because it's at home, you would think that that would be a, a huge advantage for Florida. But yep. Hey, they'll, they'll, they'll play him that. well. I, yeah. I
3: don't think there's any question.
17: Are we expecting to get the center back? Is, what's yeah, his I, status? He won't He won't play
3: this week. They're trying to get him back for okay. Tennessee.
17: I think that's a big thing, too. I mean, you know, the offsides and everything else. If we can just get a little continuity in there on offensive line and get our feet in the ground, maybe, maybe everything else will kind of get a little smoother, too. You know, so that's my hopes is we'll, you know, we'll get some guys like that back and get a little stability
3: going.
4: Sounds good. Thanks, Joe all right thank you man. appreciate you yeah and that's the thing you I, I like i you don't want him to come back if he's not ready but it would be nice to get him in there for some plays and get some continuity going but uh, you certainly don't want to play him if he's not 100 percent.
3: agreed um people uh keep uh, getting the uh the emails sent in again if you want to get into our picks contest this year and it'll be week to week if you if you don't get in for one week and you miss it and we will play the next week. We'll still give you a prize if you're the, uh, the winner each week. But if you want in, we'll send out a, uh, a link probably by tomorrow for everybody that gets in to just send us an email, thetailgate, WRUF, at gmail.com. Again, thetailgate, WRUF, at gmail.com. We'll uh, send you that link to the picks contest and have some fun every week. Like we always have fun with Michelle. Hey, Michelle.
18: Hey, oh, I forgot I was on hold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> how you all? doing? Good. I'm listening, but I forgot I was on hold. Nice. Come on, um, so I want you you were talking earlier about I think somebody either called in or y'all brought up about should you play you know weaker teams for lack of a better term as your first game or a strong one? yep, I think sometimes in our particular case, I think playing Utah probably was good, and as much as i hated to lose I think we did have to expose some stuff and I say that because if you look back to last year we beat Utah and all was right with the world and you know Anthony Richardson was going to win a Heisman and we you know we we bet we just ready to go and then the wheels fell off because I don't know that everybody fully realized that we weren't that great of a team until you know as we're going in the season and then you realize that ooh, (laughs) we're not really good and so maybe the utah losing i'll take the utah loss if it means it makes us better for conference games you know games that you know that really mean something to me um in the conference that it exposed that we have a lot of work to do and okay hold on somebody's trying to run me off the roof um you know, it it exposed that we've got a lot of work to do and let's temper a little bit about what we have going on. We've got, again, and I know I'm not even going to say it because I know that somebody will call in, that we got a lot of new players and all that and other teams got new players and did whatever, but Florida is Florida, so we have our issues. But I just think the Utah loss was a loss that probably was okay to take. So that they could see we still actually have a lot of work to do both from the coaches and from the players.
4: Well, I That's mean thought. your your thought is a good thought, but you can't guarantee they're gonna get better. Yeah, but you can also
3: no, you But, can't. but let's let flip it, Michelle. I mean look at what happened. Utah lost last year and then it probably ticked them off a little bit. Coaches had to make some changes, and then they had a heck of a regular season the rest of the way. So I do agree, and I, I think sometimes losses yeah. actually bring out more. If you if you win that game, probably similar to last year, you know it's right. it, obviously it, it's not Kentucky right. this year, but they, I mean they, I, I would have bet probably anything that I had in my checking account that the Gators would have beat Kentucky at home last year, after what Me they too. did to Utah, and and it didn't happen. There
4: wasn't that much in
18: there. No. Yeah. So I got 10 <laughs> no, jobs, Dules. You're, you're right. You, you, yeah, you're right. You know, again, sometimes folk can read their own press. And so I think the players, some of the players needed to see, you know, take a step back and you got to really – the practices hopefully have – were ratcheted up this week and realized that we got to really fine-tune some stuff. We got to really pay attention. We got to work a little harder here and work a little harder there. And I just think that Utah loss really kind of helped them see that, yeah, maybe you had a, you know, people were talking good and all of that, but we're not really where the press and some of the folks said we might be. So I, yeah, I hope, and you that, hope, that, you hope that I hope to get the chip on their shoulder.
4: Well, you hope that, like, for example, yesterday they had a leadership council meeting where they brought everybody together. and. You hope that those things are more than just lip service, more than just right, you know us, uh, oh yeah, they got a leadership council, they're doing this they're they're going to do it right way, because all we have right now for this year's team is one yep. game sample size, and it's not a good one.
18: It's not a good one at all because i what I will agree with you on is the fact that it's the way we lost and how we looked. Again, I fully thought we probably were going to lose to Utah. I I didn't have really high hopes of winning. I just thought we would have looked better in the loss. You know, again, we would have been a little closer. It would have looked – I ended up turning to the U.S. Open because I was like, let me just go watch some tennis because y'all running my pressure up. And um, I I can't can't have my blood pressure up, so I just had to finally turn it. But – you know, I just thought we would look a little better in the loss, and that's what I'm hoping that, we, that the, we'll that we have a little more fight and, again, not, you know, have no insults that we are going to, you know, run away with the rest of the season, but that at least we will have some more fight and we will be in game. You know, we may lose, but a play here or there, and we could have pulled it out. Not a – we were never going to win that game. Hey, well, let me ask you
4: this, Michelle. Let me ask you this, Michelle. What's your blood pressure going to be like when Ben Shelton's playing Djokovic tomorrow?
18: Oh, my God. Because, okay, it's going to be through the roof. <laughs> I, have followed, I graduated from Buchholz, and so I'm always keen about what happens at my high school. I'm one of those type of people. So I've been following him, you know, saw him when he was at Buchholz a couple of times, Followed him at UF, so I have been, since he went professional. I was real high last night until when he got the third set, and I was like, oh, "Okay, we can go in and win this, so I can go to bed because I'm sleeping."
4: Yeah, that's what I but, did.
18: <laughs> but Friday, yeah. But tomorrow, uh, I mean, yeah, Friday night when he plays, I'm not gonna be worth nothing. Uh-uh. <laughs> Pressure's going to be sky high only because I mean I know. You know, folks, he can't win. He can't win. But like I've been telling people, Ben Shelton is playing with house money. Absolutely. This is just his. This is just his first year, so he can just go out, leave it on the court. I don't want him to change nothing about his swagger, his attitude. I want all of that. If you if you get swept in threes, it doesn't matter because this is just house money. We're just having a good time. This is welcome to the big leagues and. If you win, great. If you don't, it's still, it's been one heck of a ride. So, yeah, my nerves are going to be all the way shot out on watching that tennis match.
3: All right, Michelle. Everybody else uh, says the same thing. Thanks so much. All righty. Yep, appreciate it. Jose is uh, telling us we need a break, and I like to listen to him. So let's do it. Come back with more 30 Minutes to Go. That's it here on the tailgate.
1: Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida. ESPN 981FM 850AM WRUF.
3: Yes. Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, crystal air and water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in north central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into a full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no stress care.
9: skies mostly sunny into the evening, overnight staying mostly clear. Areas of patchy fog possible along I 10 and near the St. Johns River. Low temperatures cooling off to the lower 70s and upper 60s. High pressure dominates again tomorrow. Lots of sunshine, highs in the lower 90s. Turning more humid Friday into the week and Friday onward will have an increasing chance for showers. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski.
1: This is the swamp.
12: Snap back, looking left. Throws. Oh! Air Florida
1: gets the stop. The orange and blue return to the Swamp to face McNeese State. 15 10, to the house,
13: touchdown, Gators!
1: Kickoff is set for 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app.
0: This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
4: All right, we are back here, still in the second hour. And then have a fun Thursday and a fun Friday. And then Gator football returns to the swamp on Saturday. Tents are out hey, front. Not only that, but I hate to say this, but I'm kind of excited about the NFL starting tomorrow too. Wow. I mean, I don't have a fantasy team, but you know, I'm just going to watch for the games. Kelsey's
3: got to play. Kelsey Dooley. Yeah. Kelsey Dooley. <laughs> All right. Back to the phones. We go time for a little Ted talk. What's up, Ted. How,
2: are you, How are you guys doing?
3: Good.
0: Uh, so
3: I, I, guess I kind of want to do a
0: little bit of a postmortem as well. But, um, the, you know, I, I think there's the, the general disappointment of what took place is what appeared to be a lack of organization. And I just kind of want to focus on one facet of it and that's clock management. Um, I thought that was a really unnecessary delay of game in the first half, which was a really important time. That was um, again another um, third down situation. Um, I think it was a third and seven, so I wasn't short, but nonetheless, it kind of took us out of our um, of, of where we were. Then I think we ended up getting we got that delay of game, and then I think we got sacked, and then things kind of went south on that particular drive. But it's, again, for me, it's, you hired this army of coaches. That doesn't need to take place. Everybody takes timeouts into the locker room. Call that freaking timeout, coach. Mm-hmm. Let's get our stuff together and get going. And the, the other part, that that fourth quarter, that was just painful to watch. How many times I saw the clock get under 10 seconds, several times under seven seconds, one time under five seconds on that. That, what was it, um, I think it was a 10-play, 33-yard drive or something. I was like, come on, man. I mean, this – that that – there's something there that is disconcerting, and y'all know i mean you seen you've heard me on this this uh radio show enough times i'm all gator I'm all in on Napier, but that really that was tough to watch
3: well and you would think with Mertz he would be a guy that understands everything and knows everything, yeah, just you know get it in quick and just go 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 and I think even knowing that the clock's not stopping on first downs and just how quickly you have to go i i I think the same thing so i don't know if it'll get better but you know i think to me that's the difference from last year to this year last year you had a guy that probably needed to look over to the sideline a little bit more and get some understanding you don't with Mertz. i mean from the first play of the game he looked at the defense called an audible changed it up and they had a nice nine yard gain because he found it and i was like this is so encouraging so yeah they they shouldn't have to do that late in a game like that where it takes as long as it does
0: it's, yeah,
3: I'll uh, that, let you guys go. I know there's
4: probably others chomping at the bit. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks, Ted. You good? No, I, I yeah. I mean, we all know that. I mean, these are things that are not, uh, that clock management's been a problem for two years under Billy. He's got to mm-hmm. get better at it. And I, 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 you know, I keep going back to that game three years ago, I guess it was, against Georgia and Florida couldn't get their plays in because they had printed the wrong card the wrong cards on the wristbands. So I mean, it's like it's not like none of these things ever happened, but you certainly wouldn't expect it to happen in game 1. That's the thing that bothers you the most. It was game 1. Now, back then, it was after an open week. There's no excuse for that either. Yeah. You know, but but for game 1 for you to have uh some of the problems they had um I I they, they obviously we could be sitting here six weeks from now and go, God, remember when they had those problems in the first game? Man, they got over that. Yeah. They they solved that problem. Did a critical.
3: It's almost like being in the Chick-fil-A line and the dude doesn't come out to your car. He just kind of lets you pull up to him. But that ain't going to happen here locally. Ryan, what's up?
19: Howdy, gentlemen. Hey, howdy. Hey, no, uh, I tell you, our line, uh, your, your line is starting to rival our line. I, I'm liking this the extended format. Jose said, okay, Ryan, you're 150 in line. <laughs> I was like, Pat Mitchell wanted to find a game. And that's about where I was at. Now we're going to get you through fast, man. That's the goal. I see yep. who ain't going to be fast. is mean, knee state. Remember I told you we was feeding them boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, every box meal was getting two 12 count nuggets and a sandwich. Wow. So, Amongst other things that we throw in there, so yeah. Of course, I know they all wait them. You so know, you're hoping that you're off.
4: hoping that you're going to be responsible for them walking out there with big fat stomachs.
19: That would be the goal. Be a little sluggish <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the heat, you know. So we'll see what we can do. I'll throw a little extra sauce on them, you know. Do what we can. But uh hey, I don't want to get sidetracked from the the one thing reason I called because Jeff, you probably saw it, the most Cardosian of all Cardosian stats. Went down yesterday in baseball. You gonna tell me what it is?
4: Hmm. Uh, home runs?
3: Giving L- up. L- two base. That was like me uh, in high school duels, like four consecutive bats with homers. I told Lopes I could hit. Um, you might have to tell me. I'm, I might know it after you say it.
19: So after their win yesterday, the New York Yankees are now 69. 69 for the first time since 69? you guessed it, 1969.
3: Oh, that's I didn't I didn't hear that. That is wow, fantastic. That
4: is a Cardozo stat, right very there. Good, yeah, right.
3: Well, very
15: good.
19: The ESPN ESPN bottom line it it shows you know they like throwing in weird stuff and it says UF baseball broadcaster Jeff Cardozo heard giggling <laughs> godlessly after Yankees even up record at 69 and 69. But nice. You know, I immediately immediately thought of you, but uh. So, yeah, Salt Lake wasn't good to us uh, on the Gator side, but a uh, pretty good trip out to L.A. for the old Bravos.
3: Yeah, very good trip. Uh, and, that, I mean, it meant a lot, I think, for, for them to do that and go out there and be able to prove. and I mean, if if Freed's pitching like that and Strider's doing his thing, then that's going to be a really tough team to beat.
4: I guess Soroka got hurt again last night.
19: Yeah, I was going to bring that up after I talked about the good news. Um yeah, Freed has been a bulldog since he came. You never know, man, with the you know, arm tightness and the whole two, three-month layoff, what you're going to get out of a dude. And he has just been on fire since he came back. And I'll line him up against anybody any day. Mm-hmm. Um, I still my, I still fear the team I don't want to face is the Phillies because the Nolan Wheeler are about as good a one-two punch as Freed and Strider. In a short series, they're as good as you're going to come across, honestly, yep. in the National League because right now, kershaw don't scare you a whole lot he's gonna to have to dig deep to go you know have some kind of gritty performance i think walker bueller they said he had a little issues in a, a rehab stint so he might not even make it back now we know Urias is out uh maybe the rest of the season so or Urias, how however you want to say it but i think he's been an anus that's for sure they yeah, can't but,
3: keep beating people up
19: no can't do that but uh so yeah i, I feel i mean and that, like i said that puts some good separation between us and them for that home field advantage so uh like how that went down. But, yeah, I was going to ask you, Jeff, um, after last night, Soroka, the numbness in the fingers and everything, and even Snickers, you know, his only comment was that I don't think it's going to be good. So, I, you think we've seen the last of him? Like, it's such a shame because about four or five years ago, he was our opening day mm-hmm. pitcher. It looked like he was going to be a stud for – Anchor that crew for six, yeah. seven years at minimum. And now I feel like we might never really see, it's never just gonna materialize for the Yeah, guy. no,
3: it's it's really unfortunate. I mean I guess the good thing is the Braves do have so many studs pitching wise, even even coming up in the system and gosh, I mean Waldrop keeps coming up, that'd be cool to see him up in the rotation. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's hard because he was so damn good and you never like feel like you, you've gotten any more out of that, that great year that he had. Because of all the injuries, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough for sure. Because I mean, imagine that. Imagine having those three guys and being it who they should have been. Like
4: been. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
19: And the way, I mean, the way old Charlie's been pitching, I mean, you, yeah. if he, you he's Avery. a guy, yeah, you know, he's, he's gonna give you six innings one way or the other. You know, it might be he might give up two runs or five runs, but he's gonna give you some. he's gonna lock some innings for you, but uh, yeah, so more like really, Kent Merker
14: very good yeah
19: but yeah i just man you hate it for a guy especially when you fight back from two achilles tendons and just freakish that second you know what i mean and then then you come back and maybe it's not maybe wherever but when you hear your you know your your manager say that and that's never a good sign i just it sucks man because i thought he was gonna be a special one for us
4: for
3: sure all right ryan let's let us hit this last break we appreciate
4: it brazier still six up on the dodgers so i mean that's the main thing is Make I mean, again, I, I want you to have home field advantage. I know that it's not the be all end all, but but it helps. You still want it,
3: that you, know? you do. All right, we'll uh, take our final break. Come back and wrap things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Tailgate. No Wednesday, no Thursday. That's oh, Wednesday.
1: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on
7: ESPN, ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Hello, I'm Steve Russell. Florida's released its women's basketball SEC schedule for the upcoming season. The Gators 10-4 at home last year. Their SEC openers against a really good team in South Carolina. That'll be on January the 4th. Elsewhere in Gator sports, Gator volleyball hosts Sacramento State tomorrow, part of the Gator Invitational, and Gator soccer on the road tomorrow. They'll be at Charlotte. And Gator football opens its home season with McNeese State Saturday. You can hear live coverage right here at 3.30. Tampa Bay Rays finish up a series with the Boston Red Sox tonight. You can hear that game live, too. That's beginning at 6 o'clock. The NFL starts tomorrow. Detroit and Kansas City is the opening matchup. Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and Miami open Sunday, all on the road. That's the Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Steve Russell.
1: ESPN 98 FM, 850 AM
12: WRUF.
11: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at exceptional dentistry.
18: Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. R called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This
9: is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com.
2: The Diamond Buying Opportunity of the Year is happening this weekend at International Diamond Center. It's IDC's three day bridal event where you can buy like a dealer buys. Rare, precious GIA certified diamonds, all shapes, all sizes, all at rock bottom prices. Rounds, ovals, princess cuts, cushion cuts, emerald cuts, all natural, perfectly cut diamonds. Certified by the most prestigious gem labs in the world. Get the best prices of the year and take advantage of 36 months zero interest financing on any purchase. And for this event, you can match that diamond with a perfect ring from Takori or Viragio. Both world-class designers are flying in their entire collections for this. Come join us as we open the IDC Vault and showcase the largest selection of diamonds you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible and get three years zero-interest financing. It's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point Unapproved Approved Credit.
1: From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online. WRUF.com.
4: Man, these two hours went by in a hurry. So, what happens during football season? You get a million calls, people want to talk. Gators lose, we get a million five calls.
3: So let's hope we don't get any next week.
4: Yes. No, (laughs) if we get them next week, they will be pretty violent.
3: Got to get that done. Let's uh, get a couple more to wrap it up as John joins us next. Hey, John.
20: Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Great. Good. Hey, I guess, Pat and uh, Jeff, I I guess, you know, after last year, you heard, you know, the coach talk about, you know, doing, I'm going to self evaluate and really look and, and I guess the biggest thing Thursday evening that I was most disappointed in to me is, well, we're young and some players make mistakes. But maybe that's just my perception. But to me, a lot of the problem was I thought just like, hey, I mean, did you learn anything from yourself evaluating? Our special teams still suck. Um, they're still caught all the problems that everybody dropped about all last year that are they're still there. Of the first game. I mean it's like I mean and this is you've been spending weeks preparing for this game and this is it. I mean it's it's kind of an eye opener like is this guy ever gonna get it?
4: There was a moment during the game when I said I actually asked my wife, do you think they practice at all? Because it didn't look like they had and I mean look, they, they had a bad first game. I'm gonna wait and judge this team based on going forward. They are better defensively. They do have better receivers. So there are some things to be positive about, and I'm going to hope that they continue to improve on the positive and drastically improve on the negative, which they've got to do. They can't be having special teams mistakes. Look, if if they break even on special teams, which is kind of what they did all last year, that's acceptable. It's not what I'd like to see, but when you can't lose special teams. You can't have special teams hurt you and cost you games. And it, it definitely cost them this game.
20: Yeah, and I, I mean, maybe this, is this just my fault? Th- I don't think from a talent standpoint, Florida, now they were young. Utah wasn't head and shoulders more talented than our team.
4: We no, did, but they had, they had an older team we, with a lot, a lot of guys who played a lot of games. And that was the thing, the advantage that they had. That's why I picked Utah going into that game now. Obviously, not having their quarterback made a difference uh and it should have made enough of a difference for Florida to win. not having their tight end should have made a difference. They lost their best defensive player in the first quarter to a concussion. He was done, so that those things should have made a difference um but Florida uh played like a young team they did i mean that's what they played like, and that's not a good sign yeah, well, I say hopefully
20: you know they can you know they can get prepared and like that that. Two week, well, not this Saturday, but next when Tennessee comes to town. I mean, I you hate to think that this is a, that's a make or break game for the season, but that that game is is going to be huge moving forward with so much and you know this year's team and and, yeah. and the kind of moves forward.
4: You don't want to be sitting there at two and two when you still got you know Kentucky, LSU, Georgia, FSU, um, South Carolina, Arkansas, all these teams on the on the like. I mean, for Florida to have a successful season, they're going to have to win some games. They're going to have to win one game they're not supposed to win, and this would be the one I think that would be a, an opportunity.
20: Yeah. and, and They've got to win but, the yeah. games
4: they're supposed to win, too. Yeah. And certainly uh, and then, Utah wasn't yeah. one of them. Utah was not a game they were supposed to win. They were underdogs. Uh, they were on the road. Um, we just didn't expect them to play as badly as they did, but they they've got to turn around now and 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 take care of business and then maybe pull off a win against a Tennessee, against a um, FSU, somebody like that. They've got a, a LSU. Ar- I mean, I don't know. Is I, I guess Arkansas, is, they're not underdogs against them, but no. they're underdogs against Kentucky, LSU, Georgia, and FSU right now. Yeah. Yeah.
20: yeah. Okay. We'll see. I mean, like you said, I, I did read you something you put in there about you bitching about. Special team, are y'all really practicing behind those closed doors? You know, I, I kind of yeah, got if you're not, thinking, you know, exactly. exactly I mean, or what if, are y'all doing behind the doors?
4: If you're I, not going to let anybody watch, then you better be doing something important back there uh, <laughs> under behind those curtains, you know? I mean,
20: <laughs> uh, I, was, but, well, we'll see. Anyway, well, enjoy the show, guys. Thank you,
3: John. Appreciate it. Thank you. you. Well, you think it's like Oz back there? He's Yeah, i turning <laughs> something and sounding. Bigger than he
4: is, I think they're 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 watching videos of something. You know, maybe watching like maybe they were watching Swamp Kings instead of practicing. Well, if you watched this on Facebook
3: Live today, you saw how good looking Pat Dooley is.
4: No, you didn't. What do you mean? Well, you saw me, but you didn't see me being good looking. Jose
3: produced. We appreciate that. Again, uh, we're at the Swamp Restaurant tomorrow and the uh, UF Hilton, the uh, No Name Lounge. Hanging out at the bar on Friday. So it'll be a good few days. Love for you to be a part of things. So uh, join us Thursday and Friday as we continue with the tailgate.